Rings That Bell back at it again with Kansas City Soccer Journal Shades of Blue podcast. With me, I have Robert Russert, David Greenwald, and our very special guest tonight, Seth Sinovic, MLS Cup champion 2013, homegrown, well, hometown guy. How you doing, Seth? You forgot to say washed up, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys having me. It's, uh, um, yeah, I'm excited for, uh, for this weekend and the game. And, uh, I think there's a few guys coming from that, uh, 2013 MLS cup team. So uh, excited to see some guys I haven't seen in a while. We still expect you to come out of retirement and play left back any day now. <laughs> oh man. I, uh, I get a kick out of the occasional tweet like that. Um, that's pretty funny. Never going to happen, but I, I enjoy it. Nonetheless. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, just how, I guess how about you, you said you're going to like enjoy scenes, you know, you're going to get to like hang out with those guys. Yeah. Um, got a few little events planned throughout the weekend. I think we may go hit up top top golf and, uh, there's, I think there's a tournament going on chicken, chicken and pickle on Friday night, um, up in North Kansas city and just a lot of opportunities to, to do that. And, um, probably go out to compass minerals the a little before the game, I think. And, yeah, uh, just kind of making a weekend of it, and it'll be good. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of those guys in a long time, so it'll be good to see them. Do you keep in touch with them? Uh, I keep in touch with a decent amount of guys. Um, uh, Beasler, I see all the time here in Kansas City. I'm still pretty close to them. I'll talk with uh, Tim Melia, who wasn't on the team, but he's a guy I keep in touch with quite a bit. I'll see Zussi from time to time, uh, occasionally text with Chance. Um, Jimmy Nielsen, I'll, I'll see from time to time. So a uh, decent amount, yeah. So of all those who came in, Seth, who was the one that surprised you the most that came in for this weekend? Uh, well, I don't know why this surprised me so much, but uh, I believe Lawrence Olam's coming in. And oh, nice. uh, yeah. I, I always really like Lowe. He's a good good dude and uh, uh, one of my favorite guys from that team. Um, but uh, excited to see him. And um, yeah, that's the first one that comes to mind, I would say. Oh, I, I'd say I should take that back. I, Ike and Benny, I see quite a bit too. I don't know why I forgot to mention them, but, um, but yeah, no, as far as guys, I don't see too often excited to see Lawrence and uh, um, I'm sure there's a few I'm missing as well. So. Wouldn't have won the cup without him coming in for uh, Uri there. So yeah. Yep. That is true. Very true. Yeah. He fit in a lot of different roles for the team, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He's uh kind of a Jack of all trades and uh um, seemed to always step up, uh, and, you know, be able to play whatever role he was called into and did it well. So, um, yeah, he was a huge part of that team. I was just watching a little bit ago, the tweet that came out with, uh, you guys kind of covering the, the, that, the playoffs there. Oh yeah. But, uh, uh that, that goal you scored, man, that's, uh, actually still one of my favorite pictures I took you sliding in and uh, there's a, a security guard just like, you know, shaking the fists and all happy. So, yeah. I'm glad they had a close up on that one because uh, I think I think Uri was the only one that came over and celebrated with me because um, we I mean we just tied the game up essentially so like there wasn't really much to celebrate with I mean we still had you know 20 minutes left in the game and uh, a regulation or whatever it was and then uh, overtime on top of that so uh, yeah it was I don't know it probably wasn't the best time to go do a like a sliding celebration in the corner but it was pretty fun so. But hey, Seth, I mean, before that, Agadello undercut you hard, man. Yeah. You got up and you ran about 40 yards uh, to get onto the end of that uh, Colin Long switch and that Zuzi header. What was the inspiration? Was the crowd driving you or just uh, the fact that New England had gone up aggregate not too long before that? Or what was the what was the drive there? Yeah, I, I uh, for whatever reason, I 
kind of lose my position and just kind of go a little bit rogue when we're down a goal and games getting a little bit uh, down to the wire. I, it kind of happened the year before against Houston. Um, I oddly scored in that game uh, mm-hmm. uh, as well. But um, yeah, I remember that game. I was in the box for the last 20 minutes of the game because we were trying to get another goal and kind of felt that instinct coming along in the New England game as well. And um, it really just happened to be a perfectly timed play. I mean, Colin played a long ball over the top, which, um, yeah, I mean, not always the best route, but it happened to work out well. And Zussi won a great header and it was, you know, just a well, luckily well-timed run. And uh, I think I caught Reese off guard by hitting it first time. So um, kind of a perfect scenario there. So that was, he was not expecting the whole time. that strike. Yeah, that was your thought the whole time. I'm hitting this first time. Uh, yeah, I, I just I didn't think I had a chance to take a touch on it, and uh, it just sat up so nice. And um, yeah. yeah, I just I just went for it. it you know, I <laughs> Reese is probably closing me down if I take a touch, or um, I think Chad Barrett was kind of on my back shoulder there, and he probably would have chased me down unless I took the absolute perfect t- touch. So I just, from what I remember, didn't really think I had a chance other than that. So there you go. Well, Seth, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the playoff run and what happened on the pitch, but I've got some questions about off the pitch stuff. Okay. With, okay. Yeah. With that team. So, um, <laughs> you know, famously Aurelian Colin had his own clothing line. Uh, AC 78. And, yeah. and some might describe him as stylish, uh, depending uh-huh. on your feeling about jorts. Um, but uh-huh. you also founded a clothing line. Did you not? Uh, a little bit different. Um, yeah, we Beasler and I have a uh, along with a few other guys, Ryan Van Gotham and Stephen Chireman, uh closing uh, a line called States, and it's more um, uh, more of a lifestyle brand, I'd say. Uh, we're we're mainly clothing, but uh, trying to provide more of a um, kind of give soccer its due. Um, the thought process behind it is, you know, you've got your major companies that soccer is kind of an afterthought and you've got, they're more focused on, you know, the basketball and football and things like that. We just wanted to, you know, kind of give, give soccer it's, it's due and um, make it more relevant for people that are uh, big soccer fans. So, so free plug states.soccer is where they can find states.soccer. Yep. Okay. www.states.soccer. Yep. So here's the question though, who's more stylish you or Aurelian? Oh man, that's, uh, I, I'm definitely going to say Aurelian, or at least he <laughs> likes to think that he is. Um, but you know, I'm going to give you the, the PC answer and say, everybody's got their own style. So <laughs> I have the beholder. So yeah. no, this, this is not a PC. You don't have to be PC. He's not going to listen. Yeah. If, if you're talking like pure fashion or what people might consider fashion, of course, Aurelian's got more style than I do, but, um, I, I, I'm biased towards our clothes. So um, it fits more what I like to wear than um, what he would like to wear. So again, I think it's, uh, it's up to your, your type of style, but uh, I tend to like the stuff that we offer a little bit better than the AC 78 line. So does he give you a discount on his stuff? Uh, I don't know if I've ever gotten his stuff before. Um, I think he gave out some stuff early on and, uh, this is just me being a bad friend and a bad teammate. I'm not sure that's that uh, line is still going on for him, but uh, <laughs> I should check into that a little bit. <clears throat> is he in town this weekend? Uh, I I'd have to pull up the list. I'm yeah, gonna. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think so because he's coaching probably. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I I've got a list in here somewhere, but I'll uh, 
uh, I got to back. Well, David. while we're talking about uh, yeah. Kansas City striker Aurelian Cullen, um, <laughs> what is your favorite story about Aurelian? I mean, he's the guy that's kind of, you know, everybody looks at as kind of an oddball in a sense, you know, kind of a wild guy. What's your favorite Aurelian Cullen, Cullen story? He so you guys um, it sounds like you guys have an idea of uh what Aurelian's like, but um yeah, he is outgoing and flamboyant and like boisterous and genuinely the nicest person you will ever meet. <laughs> like he does not have a, a negative bone in his body and like you know, you, you see him on the field and he gets he gets pretty uh passionate and enthused and um you know, argue, he'll argue things and, but he's genuinely one of the nicer people you'll ever run into. So, um, I, I think, I don't know if I've got like, a, other than like his, uh, um, fashion sense that is very different than mine. Uh, I, I don't have a like great story to tell him, tell about him. He's just, he was just an unbelievable guy an un- unbelievable teammate got away, got along with everybody, um, brought a lot of energy and passion to the team and to the group. And, uh, um, yeah, always a guy, always a good guy in the locker room. Really, really enjoyed it really. So Seth, just to follow up, you know, that team had some real personalities. You got yes. baby Dom Dwyer. Ty was there for a while. Mm-hmm. Roger, um, AC Benny, who had the best trash talk during training and who had the best trash talk on the pitch, like during games. <laughs> oh man. Um, how do you know it wasn't Seth? I'm not, I am not putting you in a, you, it's not just those guys. I mean, there, there's plenty of other guys on that team. You can pick anyone. Maybe white Puma had a lot to yeah. say. No, I, um, God. So the Benny, Ike and I had, um, we were doing that rewatch the other day that I think that was alluding to. And, um, yeah, we we're just talking about how much we really enjoyed enjoyed that group and the locker room. We we really did have a good locker room. I would say um Dom probably talked the most. That's just kind of his personality. He kind of likes to, especially if you're playing against him, likes to poke at you and get under your skin. Um, not not so much, you know, with his own teammates, but that's something you'd notice in games. He he is not afraid to to poke the bear, poke the bear to so to speak. But uh, Seth, he's great friends with the media though. Dom? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. He did have he yeah, he had his moment. I remember that. Um Dom Dom's a good guy too. I, I've got no I, I don't have anything negative to say about Dom. He's he was a great teammate and uh big big personality, but great teammate and uh a guy that you want on your team uh, as opposed to the other way around. So yeah. um God, I'm trying to talk about think about trash talkers. Uh, Benny, Benny, I don't know if I'd say Benny's a trash talker unless you're talking about him and Kyle Beckerman, but um, Benny is Benny's just a talker in general. He is uh, he's one of those guys that's always right. And even if, even if he's wrong, he's going to argue that he's right. So that's just, you know, that's a competitive, competitive trait, competitive personality, uh, sometimes annoying trait uh, that he's got. But uh, yeah, Benny was uh, Benny was a big talker. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to think about that a little bit. I'm looking at our list of guys that are going to be in town for it, but uh, none of those guys were big talkers. Jimmy Jimmy Nielsen wasn't really a talker. Jimmy was just a great great locker room guy, and um, you know Jimmy was the veteran uh, of the group. We had a, that whole group was a bunch of um, you know probably 25, 26 and under guys for the most part, I would say. And Jimmy was definitely um, the vet of the group, but always had a way to to fit in with everybody and. Um, 
was just an awesome captain, awesome locker room guy. Um, we It really was a special group as far as locker room is concerned. Yeah, I mean, come, Jimmy coming in, you know, did bring that leadership, that captain, you know, he's a great <clears> captain. But, uh, you know, let's look at, you know, today you've got Zellerions that come in and players like that, and those guys raise the level of a squad. Mm. Talk about when Failhaber joined the club, you know, back in, uh, was it 2012, I believe it was? the tail end or was it 2013 i don't exactly remember but how did he change the club as far as just bringing it to another level yeah well the funny thing is is um i don't know if benny fully found his footing until the playoffs um Mm -hmm. he didn't i forget when he started but he didn't start the first playoff game if i recall um and i want to say either he didn't start the game in new england and then came on and played well or uh, came on and played well in our home game against New England and then started against Houston. But um, so, yeah, I mean, th- there's no doubt that Benny was w- one of the most or uh, or the most talented guy on the team. Um, he just kind of brought a different uh, a different view view of the game on the field and a different type of attacking presence and saw the game in ways that um, some of our attacking players didn't. And it was just a um, it was a good balance to have with, um, you know, we had a lot of we had speed, we had power, um, we had um, technical guys up top, but I don't know if anybody really had the vision that Benny did. So I think that was the element that Benny, Benny brought to the game that really kind of took us over the top. But to that point, yeah, he didn't, I don't think he really made us uh, that big of an imprint until the playoffs. And then the next year, I think it was 2014 uh, is when he really kind of took off and um, established himself as a, uh, you know, the, one of the guys, if not the guy attacking, guy, uh, attacking wise for our team. So. Do you feel like it was the mustache that gave him the power? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, he'd, he'd probably like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> to, he probably to had the biggest, he had the biggest assortment of different hairs and mustaches of anybody. Yeah. <laughs> they were all yep. great. They were all terrific. Yeah. You know, Seth, a minute ago, you were talking about, you know, who were the talkers? And you you said, Benny, you know, he's got that competitive thing, but also it can sometimes be an annoying trait. Yeah. You've known Matt Beasler since 1990, what year? Um, 95, 94, something like that. It's safe to say you guys have known each other for a very long time. You're good friends. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is Matt Beasler's most annoying trait? <laughs> oh man um that's that's really tough i don't know if he's got one and this is like <laughs> he's kind of like the uh i don't know he's just kind of like the hometown like kansas boy like he he just gets along with everybody he's um uh i don't know if this is portrayed uh as well as maybe it should be but he is extremely intelligent um and uh he just he he gets people he 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 understands how to relate to you know different spectrums within uh, just completely different spectrums of people he can he can be great with two people that are complete polar opposites and um which is why he was such a good captain for for such a long time because you got to be able to relate to different guys in the locker room. And um, yeah, he's just, 
I, I, I don't really have I, the annoying thing is probably that he's good at so many different things, um, <laughs> whether it's like ping pong or golf or, you know, basketball or soccer. I mean, he's just good at everything. And sometimes people can find that annoying, especially when I can't beat him at ping pong. But um, but no, I, I, I can't really think of a negative thing to say about him. He's just a all around all around good person. Um, and again, speaks to uh, um, the type of group we had in that locker room for that year. So it's not nagging everyone to get into pickleball? Uh, no, I don't think so. He, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and the, but that's the thing. Like he goes and he's crushing at pickleball and like he's he's good at pickleball and he's good at what he does for chicken and pickle. So, uh, yeah, man, he's, just, he's just good at everything that he does. He's just uh, um, he just he's one of those guys that just like gets it. And is I know that's kind of a cliche or general thing to say, but like whether it's business or school or soccer or whatever it is, he just, he just kind of gets it. So. Well, he's smart enough to have you as a left back for how many every years, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you, you all heard it here first. Beezer chews loudly and cheats at monopoly. <laughs> That's the spin we're putting on the article. That's going to be the headline. Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Uh, as you could tell, you don't have to take David too seriously. <laughs> no i want like the, the people want to know the inside scoop we all know what happened on the field the people need to know like who had the best music in the locker room and who had the worst choice of music in the locker you room. Know, so like one thing that matt was really good at is uh um like on away trips you know we've we've eaten a million meals like we've got your morning breakfast you've got dinner most of the time we'll we'll get in the night before a game uh we'll have a dinner and he's just, or we'll go out to dinner during preseason or something like that. And he's like, he's the guy that got, has like the quirky game, uh, like at the dinner table or something like that, or the quirky Q and a type things. And, um, yeah, just very good at bringing guys together. My dog is eating a bone right now. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I feel you there. My dog is yeah, yeah constantly annoying me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wish I had some, some dirt to give on him. Um, but unfortunately I don't. So, so Seth, what, uh, when did you get married? When did I get married? Yeah. What year? Uh, 2017. 2017. Okay. So I can ask this question then. He didn't even pause by the way, for the record. And hopefully <laughs> Mrs. Sinovic listened. He didn't, didn't even hesitate for a well, second. Mine's easy. It's we, we all have to get married in December because that's off season. Right. So 12 and then 16, 17 is my, my, uh, my date. So it's pretty easy. <laughs> all right. So here's the question. So you won open cup in you know 2012 and then you win MLS cup 2013. Which one got you more dates? <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, so after, 2013 MLS cup. So that was December of 13. Yeah. Uh, the first date I went on with my wife, we went and got coffee. And, uh, um, the first question she asked me when she figured out what I, we played, uh, or I played for sporting was, are you guys any good? And this was literally like a month and a half after we won MLS cup. I was like, well, yeah, we had a pretty good year last year. Um, so that's kind nice. of my story with my wife. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I love, sporting fans and love everybody uh, that supports sporting, but uh, it was nice to, it's sometimes nice to kind of like step away from the soccer side of things. And um, that was something I really enjoyed. It was just, um, you know, her, her not uh, being super involved on the soccer side of things and just kind of having to step away from the soccer world. So, yeah. You did convert her though, right? 
Oh yeah, she's a huge fan. She'll be at the game on Saturday, <laughs> and she's she'll have her jersey on and all that. So yeah, I've converted her. I, I remember talking to her in the hallway when you guys were walking out one time. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's she's. Uh, I mean, less so than when when I was when I was playing, but yeah, she's she still keeps an eye on it for sure. <laughs> so you know, in that run up, um, I think in the Eastern Conference Final, Tech Nine played. And you guys obviously throughout the years, not just 2013, got to meet some other like local celebrities. And, you know, did any of them, you think, get hooked on the game after meeting you all and become like big, big fans? Um, I don't know about that. Uh, well, Tech Nine, uh, here's Beasler couldn't get a high five from Tech Nine when we were walking out on the field. I don't know if you guys knew that, but uh, as we're like walking out with the ball girls and ball boys, um, Beasler like got left hanging by tech nine as he walked by, but there's a, there's a good story from that game. Um, no, I don't, I don't think so, but it is fun to see um, like Mahomes obviously is a big soccer guy. Uh, uh, Brittany Mahomes is, is very into soccer, obviously a, a owner of um, a part owner of the current, like Mahomes is of, of sporting. And I don't know, it's just fun to see when you get, you know, chiefs players or Royals players, um, uh, you know, coming out to games and watching the games like we would to go watch them. So, um, you know, you you know, the the club is doing something right. You know, it's an exciting atmosphere. And um, you owe a lot of that to the fans for bringing that atmosphere and people wanting to come to the games, uh, whether you're huge soccer fans or not. So that, that was, that's pretty cool to see. Do you have any like big after parties with those guys? <laughs> I cannot say that I've hung out with Mahomes or Kelsey or any of those guys. Uh, not had that opportunity yet <laughs> all right uh what's like i mean this is like you know the really common question but you know what kind of memory stands out from the cup year um lots of stuff personally the new england goal is one that i uh that always kind of stands out for me um how important it was in former team uh, I didn't really care about that. I, 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 there was enough, uh, years removed from that. I don't, I, I don't really, I don't really hold grudges like that, but, um, maybe I should, maybe it'd make more, make for a more interesting conversation or kind of like, a you did proven them wrong type of, thing. um, God, it just seems like so long ago. Um, I, I just, I just remember that being such, I've said this a hundred times already, but it was just such, it was a really good locker room. And, you know, granted that was a couple of years into my career. Um, but I don't remember it having a better locker room than, you know, those first few years here in Kansas city. Um, we were all young guy. Majority of the guys were younger and, um, had a lot of similar interests and we got to hang out a lot, whether it's going out after a game or, um, just whatever it was, it was just, it was a really fun group and a group that got along really, really well. And that uh, I can tell you from experience, that does not always happen uh, on an uh, every, every year basis. So after you won MLS cup, then Seth, there's gotta be, you know, some stories about the celebration. How late were you guys up to the next day? What, what happened in the aftermath of winning the, the cup? Uh, I know we all went out to Westport after. Uh, um, okay. And, um, I can't remember the place we went to. Yeah. I can't remember what place we went to Westport was, uh, this was before they started like closing down. I mean, it's all blocked off now, but, um, we're probably roaming around Westport quite a bit. And, um, 
yeah, it was, it was a good time. I know it was a very late night. Um, I had some friends in town from college. Uh, so it was really fun to hang out with them and it's a lot more fun to celebrate than to, uh, kind of, uh, go out and, um, be depressed all night from losing an MLS <laughs> cup. Um, but, uh, no, it was, it was a really good time. I do remember that my brother and sister were in town as well. So, uh, anyone and everyone that uh, was wanting to celebrate was out in Westport with us that night. So that was a lot of fun. Is Seth a beer or whiskey drinker or, or where are you at, man? I am now uh, probably a little bit more of a whiskey drinker. Back then I was a um, beer guy and I was kind of known as the guy that uh, like bought rounds of shots, which uh, yeah. Uh, so I was kind of getting things my kind of guy person uh yeah i i don't think i could do that anymore the great thing about kansas city is like you buy her 10 shots or something like that it's like 50 dollars. you i was spent two years in boston and did that a couple times in boston and buy 10 shots like 250 dollars. just kansas city was great for that so um but yeah I, I, that was kind of my role uh early on now don't hate me for this question anyone please but uh, does it piss you off, number one, that players get paid more these days than you like they did in your time? And does it piss you off that you didn't get to play against Messi? Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't piss me off that I didn't get to play against Messi. I feel good about the fact that I played against uh, Donovan, Beckham, Ibrahimovic, Henri. Right. Um, those are, I, I feel pretty good about that. Right. Uh, yeah, it that's a pretty awesome. good lineup. Yeah, Messi against Messi. Don't, don't, uh, don't get me wrong, but yeah, um, I, I feel pretty. I mean, Henri was a guy that I grew up watching, you know, in his Arsenal heyday, and one of my favorite players. So that was that was probably the highlight as far as big time players of guys that I went up against. Um, as far as getting paid more, I mean, sure, I'd love to be paid more. Um, yeah, I probably could have gotten paid more if I you know, decided not to be at sporting for as long as I did, but, um, I loved being at sporting and I wouldn't trade it for the world and, um, love the experiences, love the players, love the coaches, love the fans. Um, and it's just the natural progression of professional sports, right? I mean, the longer the leagues around, the more money there's going to be there. Um, yeah, I, I would love to play baseball and get 10 year (laughs) guaranteed contracts or basketball where you're a, you know, sixth or seventh guy on the roster and you're making 54 million guaranteed over four years or whatever it is. Like it's just soccer. The MLS is going to get to that point at some, uh, at some point. And yeah, I, I don't really dwell on that too much. It's just, it's kind of the nature of it. And I think it's great because from what soccer used to be growing up, you know, when it was the whiz and the wizards to what it is now, like, I think that's awesome to be a part of that transition um, and I'm all for it for guys getting as much as they can and for the league growing as much as possible. And, um, I like to think that I had, um, uh, some part in that history. Um, so uh, it's just cool to say that I, I had that opportunity. Oh, you so, played a big part in that, man. Uh, if we can't get you to come out of the stands to play left back again, can we get you to come like maybe help Benny coach? Uh, I don't know. It sounds like Benny and Ike are doing pretty good right now. They're what fourth place. And I, they have a big game this weekend or had a big game recently. Uh, they, uh, from when we record this, they are probably in Austin right now getting ready to play tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. That's it. And it, from what I recall, it's a big game, but yeah, no, they're, I, they don't need my help. Benny's Benny's smart and Ike is a good balance for Benny. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I mean, they're both, 
very, uh, very wise soccer minds and, um, Benny's right, no matter what you tell him. So you're, he's good. So. Okay. Well, let's let's aim lower. Let's aim lower. Our host who's not here right now, Cody has a kickball team on Thursdays. Do you think you'd be willing to sub and help (laughs) Cody's kickball team win their rec league? Uh, I would say no, um, <laughs> only because I'm probably two to three years removed, uh, or two to three years away from playing, uh, competitive soccer or doing anything kicking. I'm trying not to get injured going back and played in soccer. I have been, uh, asked by Nate Bucati numerous to, times to play on his men's league team, uh, <laughs> as well as, as a few other men's league teams from his friends. And I just, uh, soccer is not appealing to me right now. I'm too afraid of like tearing an ACL or something like that. I stick to pick up basketball, which is probably just as likely to get injured, but for whatever reason, soccer scares me right now. So is it just refreshing to kind of be away from it for now for a few years? Yes. I've, I've definitely, that was no hesitation, out. man. Yeah. I'm, I was definitely burnt out uh, towards the end there. So um, yeah, it's, it's nice to, be able to do something different and have different experiences. I got to say, you just look a lot. uh, I don't know. Say happier is the right word, but I I also, I'll go with that. You look happier, more relaxed, just more at peace. Cause there are times you were looking a little haggard, just, you know, probably that struggle to always get playing time and all that. I think uh, my stress level has dropped uh, about on a scale from one to 10 when I was probably at like an eight or a nine um i'm probably at like a two or a three now so yeah well also i mean look bombing up and down that pitch repeatedly in a hundred degree heat and in like negative five degree cold has got to be some bullshit (laughs) (laughs) it's uh i i will take the negative five degree cold over the heat any day i'll tell you that much so well um, so mls cup 2013 was notoriously the coldest mls cup I think I think it still has the record for the coldest of all time, right? Yeah, uh, um, it's 18 degrees is what I remember, I think, but yeah. something something ridiculous, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who complained the most about the cold Oh, Lawrence. Day? It's not even close. <laughs> that that dude complained about the cold more than anybody I've ever met. He uh that he hate hated the cold. So, yeah. Should have heard some of the photographers going. Mm. Uh, well, I I don't blame him cuz standing still in that I don't care how much how many layers you have on standing still uh compared to running around it's not even close like it it is the worst being in those conditions and not being able to move very much once we got running around outside of the ball being just a stone like complete cold rock uh the actual running around and stuff that was fine that didn't that didn't bother me one one of my lenses never recovered from that game <laughs> I bet yeah <laughs> All right, we uh, we only have a couple minutes left. Uh, any any last questions for Seth, or any last, you know, prophetic statements you want to throw out there? I ha- I have two, uh, one more serious than the other. So we'll start with the non-serious one. If you could contract any team from MLS, why is it St. Louis? Give me the top three reasons. <laughs> I <laughs> so it wouldn't be St. Louis. Um, Thank you, Seth. Well, the reason I say that is I, so I am, uh, I have family and friends in St. Louis. There's things I really like about St. Louis. There's things I really, really, really dislike about St. Louis. (laughs) Um, but, uh, no, I think in the long run, I think Kansas city fans are going to be pretty, uh, 
pretty excited to have St. Louis's arrival and and vice versa. I think that's going to be um, obviously the first first round didn't go as well as Sporting would have liked, but uh, I think long run, I think that's going to be awesome for the league and um, just another uh, another opportunity for two cities that are similar in a lot of ways, but hate each other in a lot of ways to, to kind of go at it. And I don't think we get enough of it with the Royals and Cardinals. And um, it's just a completely different type of atmosphere too. So I think that's another thing, another positive to it. So um, man, I, as far as the team contracting, um, there's I was a lot. Only, I was only looking for St. Louis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I'll, uh, I'll stay away from my other answers here then. But, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we're running out of time for my other for my other question. All right. Well, hey, all I wanted to say was probably what Thad's going to say. Somewhat sorry, sorry, Thad, if I step on you, but you know, seriously, Seth, you were, uh, you know, a integral part of that club for many years. We love seeing you out there, and we're rooting for you all the time. And uh, you know, we haven't replaced you still, man. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I uh, uh, had an incredible time, uh, incredible journey playing at Sporting, and I, I don't. Um, yeah, I don't take it for granted. I don't take it lightly. And, uh, I am extremely thankful for all the people that I met along the way, um, players, fans, coaches, uh, owner ownership who just invested so much into the club and still does. And, um, it's just an awesome club. And, um, I've, I've played at a couple different ones, um, whether it was trial or actually playing and there's nothing that compares, uh, at least in my experience. So, um, it's special and, um, you guys make it special, um, players, like I said, fans, coaches, everybody makes it special. So it's a big, uh, you guys are just as much a part of the club as I am. And, um, I, I, I don't just say that, uh, just, you know, be a cliche or anything like that. I genuinely mean that. So I appreciate you guys a lot. We we appreciate that stuff. And, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna going up against a very hard stop here shortly. So okay. Appreciate the time, man, and uh, thanks, and hopefully we can get you on again just to chat, man, and shoot me a text. Happy to come on whenever. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Abby. We are out. Thanks. Anything to shake this, but I'm in my fun party.
که 